Welcome back to Capital Chat. I am your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me now... And now, Terry, I don't think you gave me your last name. <laughs> so it's Stage Harvey, and um, I'm pastor over at Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church. All right. Now, I understand that you have come to talk to me about a bike rodeo. Now, only having the title for that, I'm a little confused, <laughs> but I understand that it is part of a summer program. So where would you like to start with that? <laughs> I swear I had a poster in there somewhere. So the bike rodeo is this Sunday. Uh, this is our 12th year of running a summer lunch program throughout the summer, Monday through Friday. We have lunch from 12 to 1.30, but we realize that kids need a way to get to the lunch. And so we, 11 years ago, started kicking it off with a, a bike rodeo. So on the Sunday before we begin, from 4 to 5.30, uh, kids, people under 18, can come with their parents um, from 4 to 5.30, and they can get a bike repaired. If they've outgrown a bike, they can swap that for the next size up. We get helmets with the help of uh, freewheelers and Mendenhall Flying Lions. We do a safety course, bike repair, and there's a bouncy house. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounded like you already hit the full gambit, and then you threw the bouncy house in there. <laughs> yeah, and games, and we'll have hot dogs and watermelon. It's, it's a block party. It's a way for f- people to get introduced to the program, uh, to the space, and figure out how they can get there and have a wonderful hot lunch and time to play with friends. Okay. And was the need to get those kids there what inspired the rodeo, or was that inspired by something else? No, that was it. Like... At one point, someone was like, we should get a bus and go around and pick kids up. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like a circle of hell that I don't want to go into. So it really was about giving kids power over getting themselves there. Um, So not only do we make sure they have a bike, but if they're younger and parents aren't comfortable with them riding alone, we have bike mentors, bike buddies, who will go and ride with the kiddo to make sure that they can get to the church safely through the summer. Okay. And then, how, then speak, continuing kind of on the theme here, what inspired the the hot lunch? I mean, obviously, yeah, it's the summer, and so you know the kids aren't at school anymore, so they don't have that as an option. So, is that largely where that stems from, or is there another sort of root origin for this lunch program? No, that was it. Uh, probably about thirteen years ago, we realized that our food pantry. Uh, the numbers really climbed in the summer, which seemed weird. Um, but then it was like, oh, because families are <laughs> have more mouths to feed not only your own kids, but I don't neighborhood kids show up, and all of a sudden you got ten kids that you're making grilled cheese for. So we said, okay, it's important for kids to keep connecting in the summer and to have access to food. So. We do a program from 12 to 12.30. The kids can come. I, we hire about, I think we've got 14 teenage guides this year. So they're 14 years old and over who play games with the kids, blow bubbles. We try not to over-program. I mean, I, I think summer is a time for kids to figure it out, how to play games together, how to entertain themselves. But um, they're there to supervise and, and help lead that. So we have crafts and science experiments and... 12.30 to 1 o'clock, a hot lunch is fed, um, and it's amazing. <laughs> like I was thinking that I normally skip lunch in the winter, and so I'm always happy when summer rolls back around and, and I get to eat again. Um, and then 12.30 to 1, or 
1 to 1.30, there's more activities and kids hang out and play. Okay. I was going to say, I can feel you on the lunch thing, except <laughs> I usually actually get off work about the time everyone else goes to lunch. Oh. So I can just, when it comes time, I can like, all right, I'm out. I'm going to go get food and then go home. There you go. <laughs> okay. And so I, I, I'm a little curious. So obviously I understand that the, the church kind of hosts the event. And how is that just because it was something that you guys had observed and chose to do that? Or is there other reasons for that? Because that's just, it's, it's intriguing my brain now. <laughs> um, I suppose, so part of the mission of Shepherd of the Valley is loved by God, loving others, fed by God, feeding others. So having a table fellowship, as we call it, is really important. Um, and, and it is such a gift, I mean, to sit there and get to know kids. Uh, we One of the things I love, we always have question cards on the table when kids sit down to eat, and they love the question cards. If we miss putting them out, they'll holler. But it's things like, tell me about your first pet. And um, learning about their lives has been a huge blessing and gift for me, as well as our volunteers and each other, the kids with each other getting to know one another. Okay. I was going to say, I know exactly what that question popped up in my brain. I took a, as part of my studies in school, I did religious anthropology. So one of my whole, <laughs> one of my whole things is just like, what are the churches doing? I'm very curious. I need information. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, but, but it was really important to us um, that this is not a place where we try to convert children or anything like this. It really is a place where we break bread together and, and get to know one another in our community and um, and to make sure that kids have food because <laughs> it is stressful for families. And um, we ran through COVID, which was hard um, figuring that out, but we knew kids need each other. They, they need each other <laughs> to make their world a little bigger. And I, and that was true. I mean, during COVID, they loved seeing one another um, and continue to. Gotcha. All right, I'm going to take, take my news hat back off. <laughs> it, it saw a detail, and I was like, ooh, I have to pursue it. I need, I need more, but I will take it back off. I'll get back to my, my, <laughs> sort of my, my more fun, casual mode. Okay, and so and how long will the program be going on for? Is this going to be going on through the whole summer or just like portions of it? Nope, so we'll start June 5th, and we'll run till. August 4th, I think it is. It's that last Friday. We normally start a week after school gets out and end a week before school goes back into session. So I think that's August 4th or 5th. Um, and July 4th, we take off. But okay. other than that, we run every day. And then what we've added with COVID is a day camp for third through sixth graders on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, for an extra hour and a half, a smaller group hangs out and they do science experiments. They cook, um, they harvest the goodies from the garden, um, do field trips. Uh, yeah, because that was a, those years seemed pretty impacted uh, by COVID and the isolation. Um, okay. I will say, if you ever need an extra science brain, I do have a biology degree. So I, I am <laughs> what degree do you not have, Jordan? Like uh, that that's a fair question. <laughs> I mean, I have a bio degree and I have a journalism degree. I don't have stuff like math. Don't ask me about math. I'm not. I am not the guy. That would be a blast. And we do. If there are community members who would love to share. Uh, 
For us, learning about vocations, what kids can be, is really important. That's a great element of the day camp. We love to have volunteers during summer lunch or day camp. There's a form. If you go to our website, sovlutheran.org, you can sign up for the... um, Summer lunch registration is not required, but it's obviously helpful for us. The more information we have, uh, the better it is. Or you can sign up to volunteer, and we'll run that through a background check and get folks signed up. All right, because that was going to be my next question, (laughs) which was for any of the parents that may be listening that maybe think, oh, this would be a great fit for my kids. How would they engage there? Which just sounds like to me, they don't have to register for that part. They can just arrive. They can. I mean, it was... At the beginning of the program, it was important for us to remove as many barriers as we could. So we didn't require a signed permission slip or anything. It is a drop-in program. It is not child care. Um, So what I normally tell people is your child needs to be able to not run into the street like that's and to go to the toilet themselves. We we don't do anything like that. Um, But if they're 18 or younger, they can come and we'll make sure that they're engaged and have something hot to eat. All right. Now we are getting ready to close up here. So do you have any final closing comments? It's always the fun part. How do you, how do you summarize what we've talked about? <laughs> Bike rodeo, June 4th, four to five thirty. a great chance to find out what we do and how to either be involved as a volunteer or get your kids or grandkids involved uh, in a program that's not super intensive, but, but a great summer experience. See, that's my kind of closing comment. It's succinct. You fit all the information in there again, and it lets everybody know. But in case any of you do need that information again, we will have this up on the website later in the day, so you can always come back and listen to the full show. Well, Terry, I'd like to thank you for coming on. Thank you, Jordan. chat with me about this. And you never know. I may come out there and volunteer <laughs> and teach one of the many things that is up in my brain. <laughs> You're always welcome. All righty. You have been listening to Capital Chat on KINY.